0: Recorded live.
1: From the lords, from the lords, Cards of Girl Boxing, it's Coltrane, Roberto Flack, my partner in crime, I think I got him on mute, let me unmute my dude, yo, 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 little lords of the underground, little lords of the underground intro, yeah, yeah, Roberto here, shout out to Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Little Lords Lil Lords of the underground, old school, 90s hip-hop. You know how we do, man, hip-hop purists. We're not only boxing purists, we're hip-hop purists. But it's Garja Girl Boxing, Coltrane, R.O.D., a.k.a. Radada, Roberto Flack. My dudes, we're finally here. I think this is, what, the, this is the last biggest fight of 2015, if I'm not mistaken. What a way to cap the year off.
0: Was cracking. We're here, man. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's finally here. You know, and it's uh, I, I you know, you got to think, man. It, in relation to like past years where, where we've been waiting for super fights or big fights, you know, if you will, um, like the term has gone through this year, man. Is we've been spoiled with a lot of boxing, so waiting for this fight maybe wasn't as bad as maybe in the past years where we had a lot of filler fights right to kinda of keep us busy. Now we're here and it's crazy to say man that in the in two thousand fifteen, not only did we get Mayweather versus Pacquiao finally, regardless of what you thought of the fight, but we're also getting Coto Canelo, man. So, you know, when you hear these people talk about boxing's not going dead or it's a dying sport, I mean I, you know, that that can be further from the truth, and you know, we got the proof of that this Saturday
1: night. No doubt, no doubt. Well put, Roberto R O D. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I, when we first came
2: into this situation, I think a lot of people looked at it, including some of us on, on, not on this phone, but in our in our you know, in our little uh, circle. Say you know well what happens now after May third or May second and and um you know it just goes to show you you know that there's always super fights but then there's always fights that purists still want to see afterwards you know and and again those fights were you know fights that we're talking about here like the Canelos and 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 uh, the Kodos and it just goes to show you that you know, the world boxing or any sport doesn't become Y two K after one big event. You know, there's still life after these big events. And, you know, I'm I'm happy for it. I'm excited and um you know I, I think I think we have something to look forward to. I'm I'll tell you something really fast. Uh you know, we, we kinda we kinda surf on Instagram a little bit and you know they had my buddy, they had Johnny Depp from Blow and he and they were saying what they and the guy said basically, and I'm paraphrasing. My reaction to this week, looking forward to Cotto and and um, Cotto and Canelo, and he's just strutting down the airport. Johnny Depp strutting down the airport after he got these, you know, double bags of coke, and you know, I think that that's all our, um, you know, expressions and our reaction, you know, just waiting for Saturday. We're salivating. and we can't wait for this Saturday to come. It can't come fast enough. Yeah, I mean, um,
1: very well put, Rada Da, uh, Roberto Flack. And let me just say something real quick, if I may. Uh, Roberto touched on a very interesting point when he said that, uh, you know, despite, and Roda Da said it as well, you know, about despite what the cynics may say about boxing, you know, uh, going into the, uh, pardon my French, but going into the shitter, you know, basically they say this a- after every changing in a guard, if you will. You know, um, when Oscar De La Hoya retired. I'm just going with recent time when Roy Jones kind of went away and Oscar De La Hoya and Felix Trinidad. Um, then all of a sudden Mayweather becomes this superstar. And then, oh, by the way, this little guy from the Philippines becomes this mega superstar. So Boston is a forever moving cycle. It's almost like the news cycle. You know, once upon a time ago, the creator of CNN well, not the creator, maybe a producer from CNN had a great, great idea. He said, "Hey, let's do a twenty-four hour new, twenty-four seven news cycle." And somebody said, "Are you crazy? That'll never work. Nobody, uh, there's never going to be news twenty-four hours." And look what CNN started. You know, they were the, the the poster child for twenty-four cycle news. And I say that to say that's how boxing is. It's a twenty-four cycle business. Um, no disrespect to MMA or the UFC or any of the other, you know, we're all part of the combat community, but boxing is king. I don't want people to ever forget that. Uh, we're the guys on the top of the hill. People are looking up at us, not vice versa. I know people think these other sports are going to surpass boxing or replace boxing. It's never, ever, ever, ever going to happen. Boxing is roots, it's tradition. Tradition, it doesn't erase. Tradition is something that gets passed on from generation to generation. You can go on Instagram right now and see how boxing is trending. There's so many young kids out there uh, taking on the sport. And then again, this is no diss to those other sports, but boxing rules. The numbers do not lie. When those other sports put on a a pay-per-view event, they don't even come close to anything, remotely close to anything that boxing does. Boxing is tradition. That being said, we got a fight this weekend. Miguel Cotto, Saul, Saul Canalo Alvarez, Saturday night, Las Vegas. Uh, it's a lot of politics uh, regarding the fight outside, uh, regarding uh, some situations outside the ring. We're going to get into that. Um, there's a sighting, there's a Riggendahl sighting on Saturday night. We will get into that. Floyd Mayweather, Ronda Rousey. We will get into that. Um, some other updates we'll touch upon too. So before we get into the actual fight and our predictions, let's just do a quick round table, you know, Roberto, Rada just give the people out there the news and the updates that's kinda going on right now, uh, in the sport of boxing. You know, what what's 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 what, 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 what's the hot topics out there right now?
0: Well, I mean, you, I think you, uh, you touched on one of the things <laughs> as far as the politics is <laughs> concerned. Right, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, not to talk about the fight yet, but I mean, as far as, you know, news that we got today uh, concerning uh, the WBC middleweight title, which is um, held or was held by Miguel Cotto, um, they announced today that they are stripping Miguel Cotto of the title due to the fact that he did not want to pay uh, the $300,000 sanctioning fee to, you know, continue to hold the belt. You know, for those who aren't aware, you know, when, when you win the title, be it the WBC, WBA, one of the, you know, any of the ABC organizations, there's a sanctioning fee that you pay. It's like you're paying to be the champion in a sense, like if that makes any, you know, to, for layman's terms. But story goes, uh, everybody who follows boxing, is aware that Gennady Golovkin is the interim WBC champion. And Miguel Cotto was supposed to defend his title against Triple G. Now, as this has been done in the past with other fighters, you know, for for, for big fights to be made or or what have you, he was given what's called step-aside money, which is, you know, money given to the fighter to say, look, we'll defend the title against you at another time. We're fighting this guy right now. So he was paid somewhere in the figure of $800,000. And according to the WBC, they said that Cotto did not oblige by the the ruling of paying the $300,000. So they stripped him. Now, what I read just before we got on the show, Miguel Cotto rebuttaled and said, well, listen, I was going to be paying a total of $1.1 million to continue to hold this title and he basically said that he offered 125 grand and they would have gone through it and 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 they would he would have paid that no problem the wbc said no and they basically stripped him so he basically said you know in in such little words f you you could basically keep the belt you know this fight at the end of the day is about me and canelo alvarez and Funny enough, Canelo. They're saying he, agree, he 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 complied with the rules, but in an interview, you know, did they you know they just got to Vegas today. Today was a grand arrival, so that was already a hot topic, you know. And they ended. They talked to Freddie. They talked to Cotto and Canelo at the same time, was saying he doesn't really care so much about the belt either. It's about Cotto, and I think the underlining point of this is. Neither Cotto or Canelo are in a rush or, if at all, wanting to fight Gennady Golovkin. And I think at the end of the day, that's a big piece of the puzzle. So, as it stands right now, what is going to happen is Miguel Cotto has been stripped. If he beats Canelo Alvarez, it doesn't matter. If Canelo beats Miguel Cotto, he is the new WBC middleweight champion. And that's what we have to look forward to Saturday night. Uh,
1: right. did you have
0: anything
2: you want to add to that? No, I mean I think I think that he said it eloquently and I think that um, it's a shame, man, that that no, 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 I, I have I have mixed opinions about it, but you know, he stated the facts and it's a shame that um it's come down to this three days before the fight. This fight right. is so much let's just let's just say it like this, guys. Do we understand and can we agree to can we agree that this fight is more than just a WBC belt. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And I mean, this, I mean, this fight happens whether it's the WBC, WBO, the IBA, whatever belt you want to throw out there, the IBF. You know, it it it, it happens. You know, NABF. This fight is a very good fight, and you know. The belt doesn't make this fight. This fight makes the belt. So, you know, I just don't, you know, I just find it very silly, man. A shame on the WBC for for for, for doing this, man. Like, if we were going to do this, I think we should have
0: kind of did it a little bit before the fight. It's just... Well, it's funny you mentioned that because Cotto in the same interview basically said that they informed the WBC, like, before the negotiations even, like, were finalized with Canelo they informed the WBC like this is what it is. And my whole thing about it was like like you just said, why are they bringing this up now as opposed to two choices that they had. Either don't grant Cotto the defense, <clears throat> strip him then. Cuz I think like you're, you like you said, with or without the title, this fight is still big. The people are still going to flood The Mandalay Bay people are going to buy this pay-per-view. And a lot of people, with the exception of us who are the hardcores, nobody even, like, is thinking about the WBC title. Like, I don't think that's even, like, a big factor in this fight in the sense of the, 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 the overall attention that is on this fight. I think it's more so... The whole Mexico versus Puerto Rico rivalry, which is the you know arguably the biggest rivalry in boxing in the last like forty fifty years, and adding just again like it's it's it, it, this isn't a fight that either guy is heavily favored in, which again just adds to the mystique of the fight. I just think it's foolish on the WBC's part. Adding the fact that there are other fighters that I won't mention that had held belts for two years. Haven't defended them and were never stripped. That's a whole nother subject. But again, it shows you how some of these organizations work and you know who they deal with and how they deal with certain people in certain situations. And I, I just think it's just ridiculous that they're doing this now with like literally days before the fight. I think it's just ridiculous. Uh
3: uh-huh. huh. Yes. Yeah, it's,
0: it's funny. We were talking about this offline and
1: another thread. I mean. There's so many different uh what can I say? There there's so many different Pandora boxes here. I mean, um, you got the whole Lineal Middleweight championship uh ship that's supposed to be on the line Saturday night. Um and we all know the fights at a catch weight. And I just think that in boxing, I don't know which one of you guys think it may be rather die, it's let I think in the end of the day, I mean, we grew up in an era where belts meant a lot, you know, um guys defended titles um that was actually like a a badge of honor uh title defenses how many title defenses you can rack up but we live in a day and age now where let's be honest belts are so obsolete at this point um it's kind of just about you know notoriety beating the top guy um these are two stars mega superstars in the sports fighting um i think people would tune in regardless um Belt or no belt, people are going to tune in Saturday. It's not going to affect uh, one viewer viewership. Now, again, it as far as the record book goes, um, I know why. You know, uh, De La Hoya is probably upset because you know he can sell it as you know his fighter won X amount of championships or won the lineal middleweight championship. But technically, it's really not a middleweight fight anyway. And I know it's like we're, we're more so talking about the belt itself. But if we get back to the root of the discussion, it's still for the millennial middleweight championship, and it's not technically a middleweight, even though it's – I mean, it is technically a middleweight, but the eye test and what we know, common sense, is not really a middleweight fight. But that being said, we still want to see the fight because it's an intriguing fight. It's a good matchup fight. It's a fight of – well, I talked about passing the torches along. Um, There's so many questions that need to be answered about uh, – uh Canelo Alvarez. Even some questions about has Kodo changed with under the tutelage of Freddie Root. So I mean we'll get into all that later, but you know, I don't think this is gonna spoil anything. And again, I know De La Hoy is hot and bothered by it all because he's just trying to pad the steps pad the stats sheets shout out to Chip Kelly um two ten and six seasons that meant nothing in the end if you don't go to the playoffs. So pad the stats it's great. It looks good on paper. But at the end of the day, this fight is about two stars, and nobody really cares about it. Titles are so meaningless. You see Floyd just threw them in the trash like they didn't even mean anything. I mean, nobody has respect for them anymore. It's been like that in boxing for a minute. It's just kind of just kind of how it's been, unfortunately. So, anyway, moving right along. So, I know we got some other news out there before. We will get back into Kodo and and uh, Canalo in a second. So, Rigendahl, who... It's funny, somebody must have heard the show last week, Roberto, because we beat the drum till we couldn't beat it anymore about one of the best guys, if not the best guy in boxing. Nobody has have seen him. Uh, 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 there's some people out that still don't know who he is, and all of a sudden he signs his deal. And shout out to my man Roberto who who talked about this last week um, about this potential signing, and now it, it's official. He's with Rock Nation. And he's fighting on Saturday night. So, uh, you know, I would love to get y'all thought on Riggindal making his, you know, uh, TV debut on pay-per-view. And what does that mean for him and the sport? You know, it, let, I know we're
2: going to get into, I'm sure, um, everybody wants to talk about it, you know, the crossover sport with the uh, Howie Holm thing. Mm-hmm. Um and all due respect to, you know, MMA because that's their own lane. But when it come, when I look at Holly Holm, um, I think about and this there's a parallel, I think about you know, how she sees an opportunity. You know, you know, no one you know, she no one knew who she was, she sees an opportunity and now she has an opportunity and became a household name. Reagendow has that same opportunity this weekend, a guy that a bunch of underground people know Um, you know, we, hardcore, we know about him, but he has an opportunity, man, to go out in this car, which could be a major car, to really make a great name for himself, man, where he can potentially be a household name. So, you know, I hope that he takes this opportunity, man, and, and, and makes it, you know, uh, you know, takes the bull by the horns and, and, and makes himself a household name this weekend. It's a great opportunity for him.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I think, I mean, it's, it's funny, man. Like, me, I think me and Coltrane were talking about this last year. We were talking about um, as the year was closing out, like he was fighting in, in a gym in Japan on New Year's Eve, man. And we were like, how is a guy like this who in my, I regard top three at the very least in the world as far as just overall skill and he's fighting in like these little rinky ding gyms, like in, in the other side of the world. You <laughs> the, know, it's rest, just, the wrestling
1: gym. On... <laughs> yeah, man, man. <laughs> it's, it's gym was in Japan, man. Where was he but...
0: in Japan? <laughs> he, yeah, man. He was in the, he was in the gym. He was literally in the yeah. gym in Japan. And that's like maybe like hundred people. Yeah. Um. But I mean, look, man. This is this is the best scenario for Gedamoriggins for now, man. I mean, he's a guy that. We've all known for several years. He's been a pro for several years already, man. And it's crazy that he's only had the amount of fights that he's had. But I think, you know, obviously, that a lot of that, again, it just deals with the politics of the sport. And, you know, he, he fought uh, Nonito Donaire in a fight that some people were picking against him, you know, seen as, you know, the hype behind uh, Donaire was pretty big, and he completely shut him out. But you would think from that point that would have elevated him, but it was almost like the complete opposite happened. And he was getting blackballed and then couldn't get fights. But I think in this scenario, man, I mean, I think this is the best case scenario. And granted, Rock Nation isn't, like, I, I don't want to call them, like, obviously a powerhouse yet. I mean, they're still rather new to, like, the mold of the sport when you talk about the top ranks and the Golden Boys and such, but... You know, you figure you got Andre Ward, you got Miguel Cotto, you know, depending how long he's going to stay in the sport after this fight or what have this is his last fight. But I think for the first time in a long time, he's got major backing. And when you think about now the fight that is, in a sense for us, a dream match with him and Vas- Vasily Lomachenko, I think now they're in a position to, like, make that fight, and I think it's the best scenario for him to be on an undercard of the biggest, or I should say the second biggest fight of the year. So, my only thing I, I'm I'm kind of harping about, but I, I get it, is that, you know, he's going second, as opposed to being, like, the co-main event, but they've already kind of set the, you know, the, the the schedule for, you know, the fight, and, you know, there's a major 130-pound t- title fight right before the Cotto Canelo, but Regardless, man, I mean, I think this is he's on a big stage now, and he's not fighting the toughest guy in the world, but I think again that that is designed for him to look, you know, really good in front of a major audience, and it, it could lead again to a major showdown with who some people consider another top three, if anything. I mean, depending how you, you know, want to rate the pound for pound list, but. I think all of us wanna see him in Va Vasily Lomachenko. and him signing with Rock Nation is probably gonna make those things or make that fight a bit easier to make you know, being that, you know, Rock Nation is new to the sport but they have experienced people behind the drive, you know, behind the wheel. So uh as a fan, I'm looking forward to seeing them um you know, I, I love watching them fight, so I mean it's a bonus for me.
1: Yeah, man, I think you guys put a nice goal on that, man, and this guy, I, 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 for my money, um, I just think he's the just talent-wise, I just think he's the best guy in the business, and to improve in other lives. I'm just sorry. I just think this guy has it all. Um, for those who out there who haven't had a chance to watch him, I mean, they, there may be a little ring rust because he hasn't fought in quite some time, but once he gets into rhythm, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch, and I'm just glad, like Roberto said, he got a machine behind him now. A machine. And Rock Nation is a machine. Um, they're not a machine yet in boxing, but they're still a machine and it's better than what he had before, which was just a management team and they really didn't do him really any justice. So this is a win win. This is he's on a major pay per view fire, he'll probably be the co feature. Or maybe not. I don't know. Who is do you guys know what's a the actual lineup is for this fight? Is it... i am plug it right now. I'm, I may have spoke too soon about him being a cool feature. I don't know if he's going to be the cold feature. But I would imagine...
0: No, I think he, he's going... I, I think he's going second. Um, from, from what I read earlier, but the entire card... Bring it up here. There's, there's you know the the usual the usual, um, usual pay per view card is you know four fights. Now I, you know the original plan, like you know, I'm sure everybody was aware of, was Andre Ward was supposed to be featured on this card, and know, unfortunately, he, he, yeah. yeah, he got injured. Um, you know, during I don't I don't know if it was during training or or, or, or you know, basically, he hurt his knee. And he's, you know, shelved indefinitely, I would assume, till next year. So, you know, there was a race to fill the card up. And, you know, mind you, we're, you know, it was already weeks, you know, leading into uh, the fight. And then, lo and behold, we started to see these news. And I had texted you guys. I was like, I, I'm hearing a strong rumor about Rigondeaux going to Rock Nation, and then lo and behold, right,
3: right, uh, right. that's what
0: we got. But the, the card is, you know, obviously the main event, Cotto Canelo. It's going to be preceded by Takeshi, uh Miura against Francisco Vargas, and that's for the okay, the, the WC right. Junior Lightweight Title. Yeah, Rigondeaux is going to be the fight before that against Adrian right. Francisco in a Junior Featherweight Fight, 122 pounds. And then uh, Randy Caballero against Lee Haskins for the IBF bantamweight title. So that's the entire card.
1: All right. Well, that's, that's good. And so what else was going on out there? Um, Did you guys, guys want to um touch upon the whole Ronda Rousey, Floyd Mayweather situation?
0: Did anybody want to speak on that? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you guys heard, <laughs> um, as far as the whole Danny Garcia situation. Did you guys hear about that today? No, no,
1: no, no, no. If you got some news, please bring it to the table. <laughs> well, Thomas, man. as we
0: as we found out when Floyd, um, you know, he basically vacated the WBC welterweight and junior middleweight titles, the WBC was trying to set up uh, either a tournament or a situation where the the You know, Amir Khan is the silver champion. And again, this goes back to the whole, you know, how many champions there are in each division and things of that nature. But the plan was either to do a tournament-style type of situation to crown the new champion or to put whoever the interim was against the number one contender. The WBC, as that goes, had... Khan as the silver champion and Danny Garcia as the number one contender, which would have put those two back in the ring to compete for the WBC welterweight title. Danny Garcia apparently turned down the Khan fight or they didn't entertain the Con fight. And he's now from what I read today, going to fight Robert Guerrero. Wow.
1: So Danny Garcia is fighting Robert Guerrero
0: as we're being told. I mean, that's, that's the rumor going on right now. Um, and again, obviously a rumor is a rumor, but a lot of times in boxing, it's like (laughs) where there's smoke, there's fire. And I I'm, I'm thinking, and, and, and it's funny, I did kind of hear his name like, like, like a month or change ago, as far as who, who Danny can potentially fight. Now, I think we're all on, or I, I mean, I, at least for me, I'd like to see a Danny and Khan rematch, but right. I don't know if it's a deal where they're just fighting Robert Guerrero first, and Khan's gonna fight somebody else, and then they'll fight for the title. But then it leaves it leaves, or at least it leaves you um, to think like, all right, well, what are they gonna do with the WBC title? Because at that point. In, in my opinion, they should just give it to Khan if he's not gonna if, if Danny's not gonna fight him for the number one spot. So we'll have to see like how that pans out as far as the title's concerned. But it looks like Danny will fight Robert Guerrero on a PBC date, be it NBC, ESPN, or one of those. Um, that, that's that's the talk right now.
3: Ooh,
1: yeah, and then we. And, just when we thought, you know, this was going to be like a, a coming out year for Danny, um, we talked about that, right? Doesn't seem that way from what you just said. So we'll, you know, we'll we'll, we'll keep a close eye on that, and and uh, you know, we'll, we'll 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 you know we'll keep monitoring that situation. So, um, I don't know if you guys want to touch upon before we get into the to the actual meat and potatoes of the, of, of the evening. Uh real quick, I don't know if you guys want to do a quick rapid fire on this Ronda Rousey and Mayweather situation. I don't really have an opinion on it, but if you guys wanna to touch on it, please be my guest.
3: Do you wanna speak right. on R O D? No,
2: I mean I don't have any, I not have
3: anything to say. I think I think it,
2: I think it's all been I think it's all been said. I don't let's just let's just do it like this let's get one thing clear. You know, we don't have to compare sports. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, right. I think people look at things and they compare the type of violence and they'll say, well, this surpasses this. And I'm just like, well, listen, if you have to compare, the first thing you have to compare are rules. So let's not, you know, one is the Queensberry and, you know, the other one they're doing with, you know, different set of rules where it's just, you know, you can you all, all you can eat is a buffet. So let's not let's let's as fans let's get out of that first of all, all right? Um, you know it wasn't a boxing match; it was a mixed martial arts match, and you know this this girl, you know, beat her you not know, only with with boxing skills but with you know kickboxing skills as well. So let's just get through that. But in terms of to answer your question, but in terms of your, your Mayweather thing, the only thing I got to say is is that you know it's kind of funny how we look at. Floyd Mayweather. You know, a lot of people are just trying to find out what is the the punchline in this whole thing, because they believe that Floyd Mayweather is such a bad individual. You know, they you know, what is the punchline of this? You know, what is he trying to get out of this? I, and it just goes to show you that, um, you know, Floyd is the type of guy that you know he he just. He just really and truthfully, you know, he says all the right things when the time is right. You know, he, he, he yep. really does. He says all the right things when the time is right. And it's not a bad thing. You know, politicians do it. You know yep. you know, uh some politicians are more eloquent, some politicians aren't. They put their foot in their mouth, shout out to uh, Donald Trump. But um <laughs> but you know, I, I believe that, you know, you know, no one can tell if he's sincere or not. The only thing we can judge is by his actions, and you know he did the right things. You know, when she got beat, you know he did the same thing when Manny Pacquiao got beat. If, if people remember, he was the first one saying, "Hey, you know what? Hey, it's a no laughing matter." You know, I hope he's okay. I pray for his well-being, and you know he 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 kept it going. So, you know who who, who knows, man? Who knows? I it's really. It's not even a situation, Coltrane. It's more or less like a, uh, just just a mockery, you know. It's just, it just has nothing to do, I see these memes out, well, this is what happens, you're not humble, and I mean, it has nothing to do with that crap, man. It really doesn't, you know. It has nothing to do with that. So it has nothing to do with Floyd. This is just, you know, it's, I, I find it funny. You know, the stuff that you and I talk about, I find it funny off record, you know, with the memes that are going out, uh, you know, with other things that are comedy. Not her getting knocked out, but just certain characters that are in it, you know, pudding pops. But, you know, it has nothing to do with Mayweather. You know, long story short has nothing to do with Mayweather or the, comparing the two sports, you know. It, it was an upset, and it's a shame that we got to spend – Time talking about on on a boxing
1: show, right, right, right. No, yeah, you're right. You know, and normally on this normal circle, stuff, we wouldn't even talk about any other sport that doesn't relate to boxing. But because you know Floyd was releasing some statements, you know she was like publicly, uh, publicly publicly trolling him, so to speak. And you know he he released a statement, kind of took the hard road, and it's the only reason why I brought it up, but.
0: I I think you hit it on the head with that. I mean, that's kind of like what it came down to is is yeah. uh, you know um, I, I I was saying it today like he he was murdering her with kindness because like, uh, yeah. you know a lot of, a lot of the the reason why you know Floyd got mentioned when she got knocked out and everything was the fact that like they were trolling him and they were just talking all this nonsense about you know. I make more money per minute and all this stuff. And and I'm sitting here thinking like, and and look, mind you, I, I mean, I'm obviously a way bigger boxing head, but you know, I do watch MMA, but at the same time, like when that, all this was happening, I'm like, what is she doing? And, and I think a lot, like, like right, right or die, hit it like right on the head. Floyd is a politician, man. And and I think it's, it's in a sense, like I'm not going to make fun of you. But in a way, like like he said today, like I, I'm gonna sh- I could teach her how to do some things. But I think a lot of that is kind of like that little like side, you know, rib jab, you know, kind of saying like you know you'll be all right, but kind of like with a little side smirk saying, you know, hey. <laughs> but humbling, I, think, I think it was
1: like a little humble pie. I think I yeah, I, I hear yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Like a humbling, like humble yourself a little bit because anything can happen. And, and, and I think also, uh, what he did was, you know, um, he, 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 it's, it's like a, a pedestal stool and pull, not so much pulling the rug, but, you know, just kind of like mainly just a humble, a humbling thing that he did. And it wasn't just Floyd. Apparently she rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, where, you know, just the way she was coming off and she tried to build kind of her, her stardom and, her, her notoriety off the back of Mayweather, you know, you know, being using him as kind of her target, like I'm going to be the anti-Mayweather, and it backfired on her basically. But we probably spent too much time talking about this than we should. Well, well all you right, know, let's,
2: you know, let's let's talk about yeah. this real fast. Can I can I say this real fast? the
3: biggest.
1: This the
2: biggest. This is the biggest issue that we all need to talk about or challenge. How is it okay? Most importantly, that a a um an, MNA, an MMA star makes it on a
3: prestigious
2: magazine that my oh. dad and grandfather have been what? like buying for years. They put me onto it. It's, this is not Sports Illustrated we're talking about.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, this is not this is not you know as we call it, a buffet a magazine, because Sports Illustrated is going to feature any and everybody. You could be a high school phenom. Sports Illustrated is going right. you know, to We're talking about a magazine, man. The Bible where, of
1: boxing. The Bible, the Bible of
2: boxing. The Bible where, where, honestly, most people, you know, retire without even making the cover. And you have situations, man, where, you know, uh, there may be some MMA magazines, and I bet you that Floyd Mayweather or any of these other guys will not make an MMA magazine. To me, man, that's a disgrace, man, in itself, man. And and shouts out to all people that that you know follow MMA. Like like you know Roberto said, you know I'm fond of the sport. I like I like contact sports, man. If you if you hitting, you know, I like football. You know I, I love it. You know, um, but at the end of the day, like I think you you'll never see a basketball player on a football you know, on a Football Digest cover, you know? You won't see a football player on the front of, you know, a slam magazine. You know, why is it that we're seeing, you know, uh, a young lady has nothing to do with gender but more so the sport on the front of a prestigious magazine like this, man? The magazine has been out for years, man. And to me, that is bigger news to talk about than her knockout then yeah. this whole Floyd thing, you know, because, again, man, you know, you, you, you got boxers, man, who who basically, man, worked their behind off, man, and they retired not even making that cover.
1: Uh, I, and that's, that's the part that I, I missed out when I was brought that up because this is the reason why I knew it was another piece to the puzzle why, you know, this was brought up, why I wanted to bring this up. And it was that part of it, her being on front of the Ring magazine and it was once again politics. You know, De La Hoya owns the Ring magazine. I, I no was secret, just going to say that.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> he has an issue that. with Mayweather, so everybody kind of had their own agendas here. I'm not. We we could spend a whole other show talking about the Ring magazine, and because I, I I would just like to do a show on that and how that's changed and. You know, conflict of interest. It should have been owned by a board of trustees and not one person. But De La Hoya stepped up in board, so you know he can do what he chooses. But that's a whole other story. But the fact that she was on the front of that particular magazine because it it was it was, it was, it was politics behind it because you know the whole feud De La Hoya has with Mayweather. So you you, you have that into it. Into account, you you know you just got to worry if if you if you, you know I, I saw a quote earlier from Mayweather or article somewhere, and he was talking about you know as a promoter you know you you got to worry about your fighter and De La Hoya fighter has a big fight coming up Saturday night, you know he doesn't have time for tisker, you know tic, tiki tech, uh uh beefs you know with Floyd. You know, his guy got up. This is a big fight for his young fighter on Saturday night. It, it, it's winter bus, you know, and we'll get into that now. This is a perfect segue. Uh, without further ado, uh, Saturday night it's going down. It's happening. Canelo Alvarez versus Miguel Cotto. We all know the story. Miguel Cotto moves up, becomes a lineal middleweight champion uh, from – Sergio R. Martinez, who's the recently retired, Sergio Martinez, but uh, he he won a he won a belt. However, you want to say, you know, however you whatever you want to say about it, Martinez was old. Um, it was smoke and mirrors. You know, he has the championship belt. Canalo Alvarez, on the other hand, uh, last summer, uh, Fort Laura at the junior middleweight limit, um, looked a little looked, looked somewhat subpar, um, each out a victory that some people thought Laura won and some people thought Laura didn't do enough and Kanawa got the one by default, basically. So I'm just just bringing up Laura's last biggest fight, you know. I mean, Canalo's last biggest fight. Now, he fought James Kirkland, but, you know, that was more of a kind of stay-busy type of fight. And that brings us to date. Him and Cotto, which has kind of been on a collision course. Mexico versus Puerto Rico has always been a big thing in boxing. So you have that going for you, but you got two. I talked about this earlier. You got two mega superstars. You know, one guy for their country. You know, they're 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 just adored. They're loved. You know, they're idolized in their countries. Miguel uh, Cotto in Puerto Rico, Canelo Alvarez in Mexico, and boxing fans abroad enjoy both of these guys. Uh, Cotto's been in a lot of wars. Um, he's fought everybody, I think, you know, I mean, you think of a guy, Cotto has fought him, you know, from his generation, his era. Now he's fighting in a new era of Canado Everett's era that has yet to begin. And I think his era actually starts on Saturday night. Um, I'm gonna give him a mulligan with the Mayweather fight. So, you know, this is kind of his, he got a chance to like, you know, start it over, you know, and it's everything about Canalo Alvarez and somewhat about Cotto as well, because there's detractors out there that think, again, that he won a fight based on circumstances against Sergio Martinez. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna bring it to my brother Roberto Fleck and Rada. You know, um, first I just want to start off with intangibles, keys, keys to victory. You know, I mean, not to sound too cliche and boxing speak, if you will. But I do want to know, like, the keys to the victory for both guys, you know, before we get into your actual predictions. And let's start off with – we'll start off with uh, Canelo Alvarez. We'll start off with Alvarez, and either one of y'all can jump at it. And just, like, let's just break down the keys to the victory. What's, what's needed for Canalo Alvarez to get a victory against Miguel Cotto? Uh,
0: I, I think he, he simply needs two things to beat Miguel Cotto. Um, number one, he needs to be a volume puncher in, in this fight. Um, a, an older Cotto now, he's you mm-hmm. know 35. Um, that that could be a recipe for disaster. Um, for Miguel Cotto and, and for Canelo Alvarez, he has to apply that. Um, the second thing is, I don't know if they've trained for this for this fight. I hope for their sake they have. Is to not give Cotto any real estate and cut the ring off on him all night and and make him work. Um, Doing that on top of the fact that, you know, Canelo's, I mean, in in comparison to both, Canelo's got the better right hand. Um, Cotto's been susceptible to getting hit with overhand rights um, on top of the uppercut, more particularly with the uppercut. And, you know, Canelo's got a mean uppercut. That um, if Cotto leans in a little too much, he could get sparked. Um, I think, really, those three things uh, are major factors uh, in this fight. And I, I, and I think for Canelo Alvarez, man, I mean, I think he needs to um, make sure that the gas tank is filled. <laughs> uh, and, and really just apply a lot of pressure on Cotto. Because if I... It, it, it looking, just dating back, and when you look at Cotto's losses, they did come about more times than not against fighters who pressured him and threw a mass amount of punches. If Canelo Alvarez can do that, being the bigger, younger guy, he'll win the fight.
2: Very well put. da, Yeah, I think that when we talk about intangibles, you know, I think
3: that, you
2: know, uh, for uh, Canelo Alvarez, what he needs? I think that um, Roberto said it very well. The only thing I'm gonna add is that there's two intangibles that he has that we're probably not saying. They're the obvious: the fact that he's the younger lion, and the fact that uh, you know he, he's he's never been he's never been knocked down, but he's also uh, the the bigger guy. And I know we talk about weight drainage being an issue. Everybody's looking at the Instagram page and, and looking like this, but I think, and I anticipate him to be, to be pretty much, to be pretty much, uh, to be pretty much, uh, ready. Um, I hate doing comparisons, but when we look at, because I think Roberto, I don't want to be dead horse, but I think Roberto said it eloquently, but when you look at common opponents they had, you know, let's just look at, you know, Austin Trout, for example, you know, a lot of people can say that Austin Austin Trout might have did a number against uh, you know, Canelo. And he thoroughly you know, he thoroughly beat our buddy um Cotto. But at the end of the day, you know, that fight was a little bit closer with Canelo. And Canelo did and Canelo did a very a very good job. Or at least he held his own against Austin Trout. So I I look at that fight as a gauge and um you know, it just seemed like his activity and his youth kind of kind of propelled him in that situation as well. So, um, you know, there's more intangibles on Kodo's side, and and, I, and I'll speak to that to to let you know when I'm, when I'm leaning towards. It. But those are the two biggest things without being a, um, a dead horse that stick out to me. And that's just really, you know, what, what Roberto said as well as, you know, him being the, the bigger guy and the, the hungrier lion.
1: All right, so let switching over to Miguel Cotto. So let's let's break down the keys to victory for for Cotto now. Well, you know, I I'll, I'll start over here. I mean, when you
2: look at it, Cotto is by far the better boxer. I mean, I don't know if you guys would agree or disagree. He he really is. He's he's the better boxer. Um, you know, the one of the things that's interesting about Cotto, he fights with his lead hand in the front. Um, I don't know if most people know that or not. Kinda like, tricky, yeah. man. Yeah. Like
1: you know,
3: yeah.
2: you know, other other children do way. Delahoya, winky right is the same winky way as Wright. well. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, it's
2: very you know, it's odd but it's very hard, man, when you got somebody fighting with their lean mm-hmm. hand in front. Um and um it's interesting though because when when I when I look at that, you know, I'm saying, wow, you know, Koto has the, the better pedigree. You know the one thing Cotto has going against him, though, is the fact that you know, you know, he, he got more miles than than the, than the 94 Civic. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, he, his his mileage is up there. And you know, when I look at his last couple opponents, such as um, you know, a Sergio Martinez or or, or Devin, you know, Rodriguez or or Daniel uh, and 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 um, Roberto, help me pronounce his name. I always pronounce it wrong. Daniel, uh... uh Gill. bill, thank you so much. I always say Gil is Gil. Yeah, you know, people may say that Freddie Roach jump-started, re-jump-started his career, which he probably did. You know, he's probably getting more out of that 94 Civic than, 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 you know, the average driver. Who knows? But, um, again, you know, when you look at it, he, he has, to me, he has a better pedigree, the better boxing skills, albeit, you know, that he's...
3: You know, a little bit older at thirty, at uh thirty plus. Yeah, I think. Um.
0: Yeah, with Cotto, I think he needs really. I mean, which has been a staple in in his arsenal, man, is his jab. You know, I mean, I think he's got one of the most. I mean, I do not say underrated. I mean, people rate his jab really good. Um, I mean, and again, it, it comes down to his strong hand being in front. And I think, you know, when those jabs come in, I mean, you can look at fights of Floyd Mayweather, Shane Mosley, Zab Judah. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, that jab really disrupts a lot of the momentum these fighters have. Not necessarily always coming in, but, like, even in the sense of, like, with Canelo, who's going to be coming forward, that's going to be one of his best weapons in the fight. Um, I think on top of that... uh, he, he, he's another guy similar to Canelo. Like, his gas tank sh- has to be on full in this fight. And I, I think one of the, the, the things with Freddie Roach, and, and I said this from, I want to say after the Martinez fight, I don't think there's anything necessarily brand new that Cotto's doing. Um, I think really what Freddie did with him is kind of bring him back in a sense to his old style where he's attacking the body, he's he, he's uh, moving more and not being as stationary, and and more like more in particular, he's really giving Cotto that confidence that I don't think he's had in a really long time. And you know, when you look at again, he he was trained by Manuel Stewart, Pedro Diaz, and then he had the issue with his uncle, and it's like he went through like a string of like six years maybe trying to find what kind of fighter he was. And I can't, I, I think, the, the, again, like one of the question marks in this fight is the the, the relationship between both of these guys. And what he needs to do in this fight, man, is really just be the boxer. Um, I think he would be foolish to sit there and really trade with Canelo Alvarez, like for lengthy periods of time. I, I mean, he just has to give... Uh, you know, similar to, like, if Canelo's team is looking at, you know, Cotto's past fights, I think they should look at Canelo's fights that he had issues in, movement, you know, giving him lateral movement, hitting, getting out of the way, and, and not really being there for, for Canelo to, to wind up and just, you know, get his shots off. Uh, again, like, the, the Cotto like Ryder Die" said, I mean, he's got the better pedigree. He's got much, much better footwork, but it's, it's, it's a, you know, I guess maybe the, the thing about this fight, if I were to add a tagline to it is consistency. And I think Koto mm-hmm. has to be consistent being the boxer, being the ring general in this fight and really just having that jab being one of the biggest weapons in the fight. I mean, if he can do that, I think it'll be very difficult for Canelo Alvarez. It's just again, for him and for Canelo Alvarez, consistency is the key. Let me ask you, you know both a uh,
2: question. Let me, let me see. go ahead, Then I'm gonna say something after you finish.
1: Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Say what you gotta say, because I want to move on to something else. Go ahead. I wanted to ask you something.
2: Both of y'all. No, go yeah, ahead, Roderick. Yeah,
1: you know, I was just saying that, you know,
2: all, all this, all this is very, 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 very good. Like all this stuff we're talking about is very good, but we all know that again, we use the analogy that, 90, that 94 Civic in this 2015 that I think that we see that we see that code for a couple of rounds. But I still think that, you know, what the Beanie say and, um, and Reservoir Dogs, pressure bus pipes, it's time to apply it now.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, um, I think that we're going to see that 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 pressure, you know, I think a young coder would have been would have been would have been something different. We talking about that. We talking about a 2015 Civic. That's something different. We talking about a 94 Civic with a couple of miles on it. You know, that's a totally different paint job in itself. I'm not gonna get in prediction, but I think that right. You know, when you talk, your yeah, footwork is gonna help him. That jab is gonna going to help him. But the greatest thing that that Cronella Alvarez has is a young hungry lion that, that puts pressure on his prey. And every time you put pressure on Kodo, for some strange reason, a lot of that stuff go right out the window. I fell into that track before in two thousand and uh two thousand nine, two thousand eight,
1: Coltrane? Oh you're talking about the margarito fight. Yeah that was <laughs> I, I fell into that track. But go ahead. No, what I was gonna ask y'all was and I was going I was gonna uh bring this up because you, you actually brought this uh, up earlier and I was well, something I totally forgot about. And I wanna get both of you guys' opinion on it, because this is actually kind of big. So there's no secret that Kanala Alvarez struggled to make junior middleweight, right? There's no secret about that. You know, um he was he was struggling to make the junior middleweight limit. Uh they really would like for him to be one day become a full fledged middleweight, you know, but they just don't think he's ready yet. They want his body to like kind of naturally grow into it. And you brought up something right or die, and it's interesting that you say that because I always thought this. You said that you know he's he he looks like a twelve year old little boy now, and <laughs> he normally looks like that the day before the fight. You know he always looked like even when he fought Floyd. Remember how he looked like like a like a nineteen forties like Hollywood actor. You know like he was all right. like pale and sucked in, and he's looking like that now. So. I want to ask y'all this, but this is strict. This is only about Canelo Alvarez. Do is do you think weight drainage will become uh, a, a, an issue in this fight, either later
0: or earlier? Do you see all see that as a potential uh, issue in this fight? I mean, let me. I, I I'll say this that before we got on now now to to talk about um, Rider dimension. You know, I I sent you both the the Instagram video of Canelo. And they did the, the five-day weigh-in, Cotto 157. And from what I heard today, Cotto's he's already at 153. And Canelo was 160.2. But immediately following when they made that announcement, I that video popped up, you know, where he's just doing a little shadow boxing. And he looks like how he looked at the weigh-in for Floyd. And that was when he weighed 152. And he's weighing 160. Uh, apparently in that video and from the video i saw today in the entrance you could tell a lot about the body language of a fighter leading into a fight and from what i seen canelo looked like he could he could he could uh, use a cheeseburger or two even his face looked uh <laughs> yeah like who, who like who, i forgot who i don't know which one of you said it looked like he looked like a little schoolboy. Like, that's what Rada said there earlier. Yeah.
1: They he looks like a little yeah. child
0: right now. Um, yeah, they did the Grand Arrivals and, and everything, and it's like yeah. I, I, he he's they gotta make one fifty five from when the way he looked, he, i think he's gonna have a tough time dropping those extra five pounds, at least and feeling good. But that's not a okay, well that's not a good sign. But go, okay. That's there. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they, yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. this, it's, it's, yeah. It's it kind of been his thing, you know, for the last. Um, I'm it's just saying, when kind of you find of a guy that, that that that
1: that that specializes in body punches, you know, um, and we saw that last couple of weeks ago with Bradley and Rios. That you know, that could be mm-hmm. a recipe for disaster. But Roda, did you want to get, jump in on that about the weight thing? Yeah, it, it definitely it makes it even feel a little bit more. It,
2: it makes, you know, it makes that, you know, that 94 Civic, you know, it, it adds life <laughs> to it, you know. Now, now it's souped out, you know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah.
0: it makes it's it It's got a little exhaust like or a little intake. Yeah. yeah oh, remember back in the day,
1: people was putting the neon lights underneath the car. Yeah, and neon remember, lights yeah, like, back yeah, in the 90s. Yeah.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Roberto.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yo, we had that yeah. down too. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say in Miami, I know. Actually, you guys oh, probably yeah, started that. Place, dude, yeah. All over the place, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it definitely does
2: that. It, it enhances it a whole lot, yeah. man. You
1: know?
2: So I can't, I can't, um, I can't deny that. So you know, and I. Well, you brought it up. So,
1: you it up. That's what I. I didn't even think about it till you brought it up earlier. How sunk in he looked, you know, and I do remember Roberto putting that text, that, that Instagram poll. So we definitely got to talk. You know, when you talk about these fights. and You guys know this better than anybody. You
0: have to factor in weight. You know, weight is huge. It's my I think that's not only the weight, but how much weight they're going to put back on. I yeah, mean, you know that what I am mean, really I mean, that, that's a yeah, big right. I
1: mean,
0: you know, when I say
1: there, it's no secret that he was struggling to make junior middleweight. That's why, that's why he's, you know, um, it, it, there was kind of stuck between the rock and the hard place because it's like, we don't want to move too far up to 60 and run into, you know, and force to fight Triple G. So, by Cotto actually winning that title, it was actually, like, the best thing that could have happened to Canalo. You know, it was the best thing that could happen. So, it was a way to get out of the division and without having to really fight a full-fledged middleweight. So, it was, like, kind of a win-win for both parties, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, yeah, it was. Yeah, for so, for both parties. Trainers. Trainers. We all know who Miguel trainer is. Most people don't know who Canalo Alvarez trainer, trainers are. But who has the advantage? Which 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 fighter has the advantage in corners? No no comparison. Yeah. I no mean, comparison. Yeah.
2: No comparison. Mean, no comparison <laughs> there,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, you I
2: got, just, got you got, got former you got two former butchers and.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, they were cutting up some nice meat on one of them. Man. <laughs> I was hungry one night watching that, I don't even eat real meat, but. It looked good the other
0: night. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean you got you got he's him a good singer, singer too around He can sing too. So he's more top talented.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, yeah, that's right. You can say, yeah.
2: So we, we, no, it's no no comparison, man. No yeah, no, no comparison.
1: All right, all right, Here here's one for you guys. What about adjustments? Adjustment you know right, and exactly. every adjustment's got to be made right at some point in time I think when you talk about experience, you know experience is your best teacher, man, you know, and
2: uh you know there's a there's a saying about you know you know when you're old you know when you're young, youth prevails, but when you're old, sometimes you have like that one good night you can be you can have a one great night. The Bernard Hopkins, S. night against a Kelly Pavlik, you
1: mm-hmm.
2: know. So, but that comes from what? Experience.
0: Experience.
2: So, you know, he has, you know, Koto
1: has that. He he definitely, he definitely edges that. Who has what?
0: the best ex- Go ahead, Roberto. No, 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 no. No, I was going to say, like, to add on what Ryder Dye was saying was, like, when you look at um, at least like Cotto, Cotto, we've seen Cotto in fights. I mean, granted, like maybe not recently, but you know, when you think back to the Mosley fights, the Judah fights, and, and even the Floyd fight, where, granted, Floyd was winning the fight, but Cotto was trying to find ways to win. He was trying. He, he he was he didn't come in with just one game plan and it failed. You know, and I think an important thing about experience and things like that is you have to take into account – and Freddie kind of mentioned this too, you know, when when he brought Cotto in. He was saying that he felt like Pedro Diaz and these people were, like, training him too hard for, I guess, based on, you know, Cotto's age and the mileage that he has on his car. And I guess to make the correlation, you're not going to go in there with a 94 Civic and and, and try to run – try to put, like, a turbo and all this, all these things where it, it's going to just break the car apart. Like, you got to, you know, there's things about, you know, tuning a car, you know, and not, not to draw, like, a crazy correlation, but I think maybe the, maybe it'll show in this fight is uh, he's training Cotto and he's training him in, in a way where, you know, he's not a 21, 22-year-old like Canelo, who could probably um, go a little bit more and do a little bit more, uh, when when you're talking about training but then again I mean that can backfire too as far as you know over training, you know, which is interesting because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but like apparently Canelo had like a thirteen week training camp. No,
1: I, like didn't, yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like that that I mean that's a pretty lengthy training camp. But I mean it it comes down to experience. You know, what I mean Kodo's a guy that um he, he he's he's not he's not a guy that's gonna be giving you like crazy different looks. But he's a guy that I think maybe in in comparison to Canelo knows how to kind of, like, switch gears or or, 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 or maybe drop a gear and, and not necessarily, like, waste his energy, like, through the fight as opposed to just kind of, like, positioning himself, like, in rounds. You know, Canelo's a guy that tends to take breaks. Kodo's had a history of doing that as well. But, again, it's one of those things where... We're going to find out <laughs> uh, a lot in the fight as, as it pertains to uh, Zach Because I think for Canelo, he needs, they need to have a, plans A, B, and C, just like I would assume Freddie uh, has going into this fight. But, uh, I mean, gonna, yeah, you've got to lean towards Cotto in that, in that situation. Coach, and I'm going to say something too. Go uh, uh,
2: When you talk about... You know, going back to train, this is twofold. When you talk about trainers and when you talk about experience, and you talk about that Honda Civic, let's not forget this thing has had multiple owners too. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, when you you know, and that's the one thing that I really have really disliked about Kodo. with this pedigree. You know, I'm big on the Olympic background. You know, here's a guy, man, that has so many different trainers, man. Like, if you were to identify a with somebody, when you talk about NBA teams, I remember back in the day, we used to be like, if a guy played for a bunch of teams and you wanted to throw his jersey in the Raptors, like, we always discuss, well, what team would he he, uh, retire a jersey on? Would it be this team? Would it be that team? Would it be this team? And it's like, what trainer to you, would be synonymous with Kodo's career. No one could possibly say that. You know? Um and it's a shame because I wonder if he would have just taken instructions from one guy, you know, and and kind of, you know, rolled the train out, you know, with one guy, you know, would he would he have you know, would he have still developed? Will we still be talking about Kodo right now being successful as he is? You know, does a
1: Kodo with a
2: with a, um, you know, with his, with his, you know, with his oh, own right. trainer. Yeah, you know, does does he beat uh, a Devin Rodriguez? He probably does. He probably does. So, what? Needless to say, even if he had, he still had those trainers. If he had Freddie, he still has the better trainers, and he still has the better. Uh, he can still make the better adjustments. So, who got the most to lose in this fight?
3: The,
2: yeah, mean, the younger guy does.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: Cotto's yeah, I
1: mean, Coto, already Ashton stone. Like, nothing's being changed about his career, no matter what happens on Saturday. He got more to I gain and less to lose, I should say.
2: Listen, man, If like I said before, Cotto come out of this, man. They, you know, we we might be calling him Cotto the, the Puerto Rican alien, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm being honest, man. You know, he might come in, you know, because everybody can say, "Oh, he turned back time.
0: He did this."
2: He well, did it's funny back. you
0: mentioned the fight with him and Pavlik, with B-Hop and Pavlik. When we, you know, I mean, I had, yeah. I had picked B-Hop, but like a lot of people were saying Pavlik was going to knock the old man off. And granted, that stylistically, we had not some the people on What we're going to see Saturday, but
1: still. Right. Remember, ride or die. We had some people who r- remained nameless. Thought that Patrick was gonna uh, beat Bernard. Oh yeah, but that slickness.
2: Remember, get your slickness together. That oh, yeah, was yeah oh, that
1: was, that was all, yeah, that was the line yeah, of yeah. the century. Yeah, all get right, your let's, let's get into it, boys. I don't care who's first or who's last. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. Whoever wants to go first. Get her. I mean,
0: I I, I mean, this, you know, this is. I mean, this was a fight we all knew was coming, you know, and. and Oh, no doubt. It was inevitable. That's what I was saying. It was inevitable. inevitable. You know, um, and it's one of those fights, man, that I teeter totter back and forth for, like, a lot of different reasons because. It, it, it's one of these fights that a, a lot of questions are going to be answered about both fighters, as opposed as as with Cotto and Freddie. Like, is that legit? Are we seeing like a a a, a, a real resurgence uh, with Miguel Cotto um, with Canelo Alvarez? Second, is this his second shot against a high elite veteran? You know, like you said, you you know he got the mulligan for Floyd. With this fight, I mean. Losing to Miguel Cotto, while in the big scheme of things, isn't something that, like, he should, you know, would be ashamed about because Cotto's a, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. Um, you just think about, you know, not only not only Canelo, but you think about Golden Boy's future as, as it pertains to, like, putting Canelo Alvarez in big fights if he loses. And obviously it depends on how the loss comes because that – it can go. It can go a lot of different ways. But um, the the one thing, man, that I I keep I keep uh, getting brought back to when when I match both of these guys up is that there's just things in Canelo Alvarez that present dangers to Miguel Cotto. But I honestly, honestly, honestly think, man, that he's going to be in a situation where For the first time in his career, he's going to be fighting somebody who can box, but contrary to Floyd Mayweather, contrary to Austin Trout, and contrary to Erzlany Lara, he's got firepower coming at Canelo. And Canelo's never seen that at this stage. And when I think about what I mentioned, the jab, that I think is going to disrupt a lot of Canelo's forward movement because, look, he walks in a straight line that that's, that's what it is. Cotto's not a Lara or Floyd in the manner of like, he's going to be just, you know, now I not say skating around, but like giving Canelo a, a difficult time, you know, moving. Cotto's going to get hit in this fight. I just think down the stretch, the first four or five rounds are going to be Canelo's advantage to really put it on Miguel Cotto and, be on top of him and, and, and put a lot of pressure on him. But I honestly think going in this fight, Canelo is going to be a bit drained. I think he's grown out of the division, and I think that's going to take a toll on him in, this, in, in a fight that he's going to feel power. He's going to feel shots to the body. And I honestly think Cotto is going to wear him down the stretch, and he's going to stop Canelo in 11 rounds.
3: Wow. Stop it. Bold Bold by
2: yeah. ROD Yeah, I uh it's funny, I wish sleep was on the line because I, I know, always right? said I always said that uh the last three fights that um that Cotto fought to me were just you know, they could have been a mirage and they could have been you know, I don't know. Could have been you know, kind of souping us up. You know, Sergio Martinez, the a one shorts, Devin Rodriguez. I mean, some people thought he was you know shot. And uh, and our buddy Daniel, uh, what is it? Uh, what is uh, the name again? Uh,
0: uh, Gil. Gil. <laughs> Gil,
2: thank you, Gil. You know, it's just you know, just a little bit older. You know, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm always gonna go back to the age thing. And let's take let's take Kirkland out of it. All right, Cano is not any one of those three guys that Cotto fought. All right, let's let's get that out of there. Um, the Cotto that that uh, that our that uh, our beloved Roberto was talking about is the Cotto that was in that ring maybe like I would say five six years ago. This code, this fight is going to be, you know, some things don't just, you know, they look like one way on paper, but they just don't add up. You know, uh, I'll give you one thing, for instance. You know, that to me, I, I never understood why, you know, the... Uh, you know, when you look at when you look at the uh, New England Patriots, you know, they you know, they, they always had these great seasons, but when they run into the Giants, they just don't do well. They win, but they just it just doesn't add up. You're like, they should be killing these guys. The Giants lose to everybody. You know, they got crushed by the Eagles. The Eagles suck. You know, but it just doesn't add up. And I think here's one of those things that, you know, on paper we looked at it and Colo has all these great intangibles corner, the experience, the pedigree, but it just doesn't add up, man. I I still, in my mind, go back to how Cotto gets stalked a lot, and I think that Alvarez being, you know, being almost a decade younger is somehow or another going to, you know, we're going to have, Cotto's going to have his success, but I believe that, you know, eventually, man, he's going to start imposing his will and, and start, you know, Backing him up and and, and hitting him with, with with punishing punishing hooks and 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 jabs and, and and start really backing Kodo up where we start seeing that that defensive mind in Kodo backing up, man. And and I'm predicting that this fight is going to be be stopped. And know's going to stop him in the later rounds.
1: Wow! Like you said, I I, I wish Sleep he was here for this one because we. We, we 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 um he I should say he is is kinda where you're at, rahda da, and I'm kinda where Roberto's at. You know, when this fight first happened, I was actually gonna go with Kanalo when it first signed. When we all talked this about a year ago, me, you, Roberto in sleep, and yeah. I was talking about I was worried about what would you all you guys talk about, Kodo going backwards, the shark fin, you know, him blocking punches. And but then I started thinking about the way Kanawo fights. And hear me out, Rada, about the pressure aspect. The one thing about Kanawo that I think that's a misconception about him, he's not really a pressure fighter. He's actually he's more like Kodo than he's more like Margarito. The difference is he he's not as coordinated as Kodo, like with his timing, but he does have he does throw timing timing type punches and he has a bit more of a boost behind his burst, you know, he, he throws a nice burst of punches, you know, and that's something that can potentially get Kodo in trouble. But then I start thinking about Kodo's footwork and his movement and and how ordinary, how basic Kano is. He's not the most difficult guy to outbox. He's just not. And I'm like, if Kodo just got an ounce of footwork in him, Put a jab in his face tom Tom that with punches to the body, especially with his weight draining stuff, a knockout you although it's never been done, I don't really know it- if it can be done, but it's not that out of the question, but you know what you said about a dog you know it it do open my ears up a little bit, but I don't know, man, I just think that Kodos just. So much more talented than this guy, and I just don't see him as this this volume puncher like a Margarito or a Paul Williams or a uh, what's the guy that tipped Bradley for it? the Russian guy,
0: Provotnikov?
1: Provotnikov, you know, that type of guy, even Triple G, right? He's this pressure fighter, but he cuts the ring off really well. Canalo. He just he just goes in lines. he don't really cut the ring off, so that's going to be interesting as well. It's can he cut the ring off and make Kodo start going backwards Now that's not that difficult to do because Joshua Cloddy made Kodo going backwards, made uh Cotto go backwards, but he kind of did it with a jab. I don't know man, a lot to answer, but i I'm going with Kodo by decision. um that's my pick i'm I'm going with Kodo by decision.
0: A lot you know, of what, an interesting to, uh, statistic. I was looking at the fight, uh, both guys. Um, I didn't even realize this. And granted, I mean, you could talk about uh, the, the opponents and the level of the opponents, and then you could kind of say this. I mean, not. I won't say a lot with Canelo. I mean, you got to give him credit for fighting Lara Trout, and again, like he, we give him the, mull- the mulligan for Floyd, but right, no doubt. It's, inter- it's interesting that since Cotto got to one fifty four all his wins have been by stoppage. Every single one of them. With the, obviously, with the exception of the losses to Trout and Floyd. Um, when I look at Canelo, like, the biggest knockouts he had were against, like, welterweights coming up, older fighters, and then the Kirkland and Angulo fight. With, with the Trout fight, that was interesting to me was he drops him, like, the fourth round, right? Right, in the fourth. But,
1: but he let that Trout get
0: back in the fight. Yeah. I thought Trout, I mean, if it
1: wasn't for that open scoring, which I told you that I, I really disliked that a whole lot because let's just be honest, once a guy hears he's down four rounds, he's quitting, you know, especially if he doesn't mm-hmm. have knockout power. And Trout what, got like 12 knockouts to his name. So once he heard he was down, he kind of checked out of the fight. But, you know, you still got to give Alvarez his props. But um, he was in that fight, you know. Uh, that fight could have potentially been a draw, I think I actually might have scored it a draw, but that's neat to hear. The lower fight, we already know what happened there. And the knockouts, again, was against shot guys. I mean, you know, people could say that about Koto as well. He's for older guys. Yeah, He's been yeah. knocking those guys out. But I, I just, the one thing I can't erase out of my mind is how he looked. Now, I know looks can be deceiving. I don't want to put too much stock into it. But there's no secret that this guy struggles to make weight. And. I got to believe the game plan is to attack the body on Saturday night. Kind of similar to what Bradley's game plan was against Rios. They kind of, uh, you know, weaken him up a little bit. You know, but um, Cotto got to be careful in this fight, too. Like I said... So, so, so let me ask you this. So you, guys, you guys really believe that
2: the key for Cotto to win is to throw body punches and stay close to Canelo?
1: No, no, no. I'll saying no. No, that use the real estate. No, hear me out, Roderick, what I'm saying is this. I'm saying that he basically got to confuse them. You know, it's almost like, you know, we like to use a lot of football analogies, like, you know, putting a a, a, a zone, a two-deep zone uh, in your uh, defense, you know, putting your defensive backs in a two-deep zone to confuse the quarterback. I'm just saying he has to – move around, confuse Canalo. I think Cotto will be able to box him going side to side really well because mm-hmm. Canalo Alvarez just comes forward, but he doesn't really throw punches when he comes forward, and he doesn't really cut the ring. Also, you have to remember as well is once he starts filling the wrath of these body punches, and we saw this in the Mayweather fight, you can back him up.
3: Back him Floyd up, was
1: back will- him up. Floyd backed him up. Right? Remember, Floyd was able to back him up a few times in that fight. So I do think that when I say control of real estate, I don't mean just like just moving around. I mean literally controlling the ring, like making Canalo go wherever he wants him to go with 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 good punching place with good punch placement.
2: I think that I think that I think that
1: Cotto's going to have. I said it before. I
2: think he's going to have some success. But I think that once you see it, you know you're gonna you're gonna be in a situation, man, where this guy is going to get stalked. And this guy is gonna eventually he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get into a fight. You know, he's gonna get into a fight. And I do believe on the flip side, I do believe and I do laugh at how Canelo do be taking like vacation in the middle of the fights. <laughs> you know. That, I, look at, that, damn damn it, I think a
0: lot of that a lot of that has to do with to me, just the, the overall conditioning, man. And and, and I, I think it's it's been a situation from the last couple of of since the Lara fight, I should say, because that was the first fight he fought at 155, right? And he couldn't make the wait for the end. That's when the little
1: right. leak started coming. Um, that's when it kind I, of got I, put out there.
0: To me, I mean, this has been kind of like a constant in some, in, with some of the people that, you know, are, are, are kind of, you know, teeter-tiring with the fight. I think Canelo's best, his best rounds are going to be rounds one to five, one to six where, we're, I just, the thing with him that I noticed, man, is, it's like, like I was mentioning before, where Cotto knows how to switch gears, where and he, and he kind of did it in the Floyd fight, and some of the fights before, where it's like, if one thing isn't working, he switches things up a bit, and, and, and tries something else. Like, with Canelo, we've seen more cases than not, like, with the Lara fight, and, and even some of the Trout fight, too, and with the Floyd fight, like, when he when he, when he can't get what he wants off, like he he's getting frustrated, very frustrated.
1: Yeah, and like punching his gloves I,
0: together. But I, I just think, man, like if Canelo can manage to throw like at a high volume, I think that fight that, is, that should be his fight, you know, because that is, like I said, a recipe for disaster with Cotto. He can't fight high volume guys, and look. Pacquiao seven hundred eighty punches, Margarito nine hundred fifty punches, Austin Trout 730, 740 punches. I mean, that played a key role in Cotto constantly yeah. having to be like, in a sense, on the defensive. And even when he got his shots off, I mean, particularly with Margarito and, and, and with uh, with Pacquiao, like they took his best shots. Now, look, in this case, in this, you know, there could be a situation where Canelo takes. Cotto's best shot and keeps coming. That could play a key role in the fight for for Canelo moving forward.
2: That that this is what I'm trying to tell you. That Cotto you talking about was the 19 that was that 1994 Civic we were talking about in his heyday in the 90s in, in the early 2000s. This one you talking about here? This is I'm telling you a 1994 trying to survive in a 2015 type of highway. It ain't happening, man. All those fights you talked about were old fights, man. That 2008 fight. He's 35. It's 2008 fight. That 2010 fight, 2011 fight, or 12 fight when he fought Floyd when Floyd was basically with Roger and he was standing in front of him, and he, and you know he got he got his dad back to give him angles. That Pacquiao fight where he got where you know he he got you know he got dog, but a lot of those successes and a lot of those things you're talking about are like the old, like the like, like when he had life before he was like damaged. And those last three fights we're talking about, um, in particular, you know, against the last three opponents with Freddie Roach, to me those are the mirages. And I think a lot of people are looking at that saying, "Wow, well
0: this that is the
2: yeah." Cotto, this is he's back, and I'm just trying to tell you guys that listen. The weight drainage is a very good thing, you know, like it makes that playing feel a little bit even. But I don't I think that we're gonna see shades of the old Kodo here and there. But I think as as you know, when that fight goes on, you know, one thing what you always say cold train, five of time is undefeated. And we're talk we're not talking about a five of time that hasn't been, you know, Tested, it. You know, it wasn't like this car has been kept in the garage and hasn't been ridden. This car has miles on it. It might give you a s it might give you a spurt here and there. It might look good down the block. But once you start putting that joint on the highway, start really betraying you, man. And I think that's what you're gonna see. You're gonna see this car is gonna look very good. First couple rounds, gonna give you good angles, gonna put some rounds in the bag, but then you're gonna be like, oh wait a minute, you got hurt here. You know, oh, he's doing that leg dance again. You know, I think a lot of that stuff is gonna come about, man.
1: I really do. Well, we talked about everything from used cars tonight <laughs> 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 to defensive NFL coverages. We we cover it all here on Guardia Girl Boxing. Rada Dodds standing firm. Roberto standing firm on his prediction. Coltrane, train I'm standing firm on my prediction as well that's what makes this fun that's what makes you know what we do here uh very fun you know we all got different opinions we don't always agree on everything and that's cool cuz come Saturday night one of us one of us going to be able to say I told you so so uh,
2: oh no before you do before you do that I think that uh we haven't done this before I think that we should Coach, I don't know where you go where you gonna watch the fight, but I, I'm I'm definitely trying to link up with you. But I think that we should probably try to get R-
3: R- R-
2: Roberto mid fight, like sixth round, and get his like mid fight synopsis, you know, and kind of Google Hangout him, and then just get him on get him on again on the twelfth round, or whenever
1: that you know whenever it happens. Oh, we could do that.
3: We we, we could do yeah, that. Yeah. I, I mean, if I he if, phone, if he,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah he you know we all could do it on our phone. So. We we definitely could do that, you know that w- that would be that would be a nice nice uh you know nice gesture if we did that. Um yeah, cause I, I, that would, that would be fun. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to this as we all are. Um, it's going I think it's gonna be a good fight. Um, we said this before. Yeah. No matter who which who you're picking, koto's never been in a bad fight in his life. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just have I mean, let's just go through him. He's just never been in a bad fight. None of them. They're all been entertaining. You know, so I I just think it's going to be a good fight, no matter how it turns out. You know, um, it's put up, shut up, Tom Favarez. You know, he's not he's a kid, but he's not a kid anymore. The training wheels have been taken off, and we need to know what we got here. You know, is this guy next level next level superstar, or is he just another one of these Fernando Vargas type of guys that come by that got a got a lot of flash, but really nothing in the pan? So let's see what happens. We will see what happens, and we'll be back here next Tuesday to to, to break everything down, and you know look ahead to the years in, I mean reflect on the years in I should say, I mean, on the whole entire year, and look forward to the new up uh, to the new year uh, coming ahead. There's but no, I want everybody to go a... out
0: there. Would you say rather? Right no, no. I was going to say there's um. I mean we're going to do the recap uh, next week, but you know with all this happening, we forget there's a major heavyweight fight <laughs> next Saturday. It is, a, it, is a major, it is a
1: major heavyweight fight. And, and, and as I was saying it, I was like, wait, when is Klitschko fighting? <laughs> uh, so it's a shame that and, – and I don't know if everybody saw the 30 for 30 with Tyson and uh, Holyfield, but it's I a shame call it. how you, Bob Costas had a great line. And he said, this is like the World Series, the Super Bowl, the such and such, all in the one. Like, when have you – they said that about Mayweather Pacquiao. Here it is. They used to say this all the time back when we Tyson for it, you know, N- not yes. just for the Pacquiao, Mayweather. It just goes to show you how stuff is shame, but whatever. So, anyhow, so this Saturday night, everybody enjoy. Please be safe. Enjoy yes. the fight. Um, it's, Again, it's going to be a really good fight. I,
0: I can't All wait. the
1: fights that, you know, you wanted to see and you missed, Try not to miss this one, because if you miss it, you're going to have everybody talking about it the next day or that night on social media. This is our show for the night, Guardia Girl Boxing, Coltrane, Roberto Flack, Rada Da. Thanks to everybody out there for listening. We'll see you guys next Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Peace.